0: And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton-Garino. That all sounds so fancy, but it's uh, really me from my home office with a lot of snow outside. Here in Maine, there must be like, I don't know, the piles of snow are three feet high at least. Ew, cold. Anyway, hello everybody and thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Boy, do we have a treat today. Um, Courtesy of Joe Spurley connecting us. Um, this show could go on for hours and hours and hours. We're gonna cut it at we're gonna try anyway to cut this to 30 to 45 minutes, but we have a lifetime of greatness to cram into those 45 minutes. So we're gonna do our best here. we may need to have Sally back on with us. But gosh, everybody, we have Sally Huss with us. How amazing is this? Here she is, Sally. <laughs> Hi Sally, how are you?
1: Hi, Hi Elizabeth. Great to be on with you and your people. Uh I'm just uh, honored. Uh thank you so much and thanks Joe for connecting us. Yeah. Oh, I
0: Yeah, he's he's amazing. I want to tell everybody your website before we get going here too. So okay. um if yeah, sallyhuss.com s a l l y h u s s com. Now I I have just a question for you right off the bat. Um how did you know you were an artist when you were a little kid? Like, have you always well, had these um, two or more talents the whole time? You have a lot of talents. Um, uh,
1: I did not um, have any idea, other than that's what I like to do as a child. My mother was very supportive, and she, you know, supplied me with uh, you know, all kinds of kits, uh, watercolor uh, tins, and you know, she even gave me uh, rich, uh, oil painting lessons when I was 10 years old, private oil painting lessons. But she gave me crayons and paints and uh, um, what the finger painting sets and all, anything I could think of or she could think of, she gave me. So that was wonderful. But at the same time, my father was uh, starting my brother and me into tennis. So I was playing tennis, and then I was doing art things. And it's the same thing when I got, uh, you know, into school. You know, teachers helped me and gave me kind of extra help for some reason, and I just uh, ate it up. I loved, I loved the whole thing. I loved making things. So that's what I've done through the years. I've made things. Well, well, you sure have. <laughs> uh, there are, uh,
0: I don't even know how many books you have written at this point. They're amazing, and it was, it was really fun for me because I've read. Some of your books to our kids without knowing you, <laughs> and I love that. Um, and so, yeah, they're they're amazing. Um, over 80 books, they have got to be. And what I what I love so much about them, is they're all so themed with values and goals. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got, yeah you tell My us all about worked. your books.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, the books the books came out uh, uh, much later. I I used to. When I had galleries, I had you know 26 mm-hmm. Sally Huss galleries across the country, and uh, but um, in the back I was always writing these little stories and stuff and stashing them away in a book, and when 9/11 hit and the galleries closed, then I could focus on the books, and um, that's that's what I did, and I started and and the e-book craze occurred, and so you could actually in the self um, self-publishing realm happened and so I could do the books myself and I had a little pad that I could draw on and it would go right on my screen on my computer screen and I could create the books uh, digitally and it was much better than trying to scan stuff and you know work things because there's a lot of changes but so anyway when I started in on the books um, I did I probably did a book a week and I could write a book, but it's the illustrations that take the time. But I, and I created this way of doing them very quickly, um, and so that I could get a, a real line of books, a catalog of books. And that's that's kind of what I did. But I would come up with an idea, and then I would write it down, and then start illustrating it. And <laughs> pretty soon, pretty soon there was one book after the next, and they were all <laughs> books sure that is. were, you know social-emotional, uh, in essence, or value-based, that sort of thing. So they all have a, a, a wonderful message. Um, things that help children, that's, that's the idea. That's what I always wanted was to do. Books that would uplift the lives of children.
0: So, it sounds like you maneuvered through a moment.
1: You know, galleries closing
0: and all the. It sounds like you really yeah. maneuvered through probably was, was, was a heart-wrenching moment.
1: Yes, there were a lot of different things in my life that came like that. But, you know, I was raised as a child, as a champion, um, as a tennis champion. That was my goal when my father and I decided that I would be champion of the world, <laughs> We meant uh-huh. to win Wimbledon. And um, but that proceeded to um, in everything I did, I did to improve, to to get better, to this and that. And I, I reached, uh, you know, to the semifinals at Wimbledon. I was national Wimbledon junior champion. But um, at that point, um, I changed directions and did a lot of different things. So there were, you know, in most cases with most people, there are changes in your life and you have to just go with it as, uh, you know, as, as those changes occur. And I think being trained to be a champion gave me the uh, tools to take on a new challenge, to move in a different direction, and to do it in a positive way, and do it the best I could. And so that's, um, in closing the galleries, uh, that was hard. And other people that had the galleries, that was very hard. But... Um doing that uh, a huge amount of artwork that I did for those galleries, then I could transition into the books and illustrating so that's that's how it happened and that's, yeah that it it's interesting
0: we've about. kind of begun from this moment and we've kind of gone back uh, back through every <laughs> a little bit of bits and bits and pieces of your life um can i can I keep doing that with you a little bit because I'm so intrigued sure. with um sure. The te- also, the tennis part of you, Um, because yes. uh, you know I'm I'm a little bit more of a baseball mom and a gymnast, so you're gonna have to help fill my gaps here, please. But that's quite a, quite a thing, you know. Wimbledon is <laughs> is uh, no small feat. That's that's a mindset, and a, a, for the tennis fans out there, just elaborate on that a little bit, because I'm sure we have people listening for various reasons here. It's really interesting. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, keep in mind that I'm I'm a pretty old person now, <laughs> but <laughs> no. uh, and so in my day, when I was a junior player, when I was a player to to win Wimbledon, keep in mind that it was before the Open era, so there was no money to be made, there were no points to accrue. You played for the glory of uh, winning and the satisfaction of being a champion, but nothing else. So. There was, no, um, there was no career in it, per se, after you reached a certain point. So, um, uh, you know, I changed directions. You know, I went into, I worked in, you know, when I changed directions, I worked in uh, television, first of all, and uh, through someone I knew from tennis, and tennis opened tons of doors for me. But um, being a top player really did. And so when I was in the L.A. area, um, I worked for Ralph Story in television for quite a while. And then I transitioned into working for Samuel Goldwyn, Jr. in uh, film. And I worked on his films. I worked with his art director. and, um, And I worked on films. And then I did a lot of research for him. And um, that was fascinating, of course. And then that
2: transitioned
1: like into another episode in which I worked for Paul Simon and ran his music publishing company. <laughs> so awesome. things just kind of moved on and on, you know, and it became more interesting as it went along. So yeah, I lo- that was would-
0: so many yeah. talents.
1: I mean, yeah, no, it's,
0: it's absolutely amazing. You know, I, I had the opportunity and, and and blessed to have interviewed you for the, my website too. And I, I love this answer. I asked you, how did you get to be where you are today? And your response is I got where I am today by following my heart. Is that advice yes. you would give to people? A lot of people follow the almighty dollar. <laughs> There's a lot of things out there that people yeah. follow. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes, boy. If you if you've got a, a, an inclination or some a talent or something that you just love to do, and if you can um, make a, a living out of it, it's fantastic. You know, that's the best. And That's what I always did. I just went with the next thing that was that my heart sent me on the next um, transition. And um, um, at one point, when I was working for Paul Simon, and I had an office at the corner of Sunset and Doheny, and it was a private office, a small office, because I was really working for his attorney handling the music publishing company end of it. And it was uh, quiet, you know. (laughs) I was taking in tons of money that would come in through the royalty companies that did music, and then I would answer the uh, letters that came from kids who wanted to use bridge over, you know, some lyrics from bridge over, uh, troubled waters for their yearbook I write those you know take their little ten dollars or whatever they wanted to uh, donate to it and uh, um, turn it all over to the attorney but in doing that then i got I got into studying spiritual things and um, I did some dance work, some movement work uh very interesting free free movement work and and from that i ended up playing tennis in a very different way, and more like dance, and so I said, well, maybe I I could teach people how to do this, you know so I I had a friend who had he was head of um, Universal Pictures, television pictures, and he had a home very near where my office was, so I would, I'd have somebody, and I would meet them over there and give them a tennis lesson, and finally I decided this is so much fun I just, um Quit working for Paul Simon. So, (laughs) again, I followed my heart, and I created this way of playing tennis, very relaxed, great fun, very freeing, and um, people loved it. Very creative people loved it. and I had, you know, interesting clients, Barbara Streisand, Joe Gray, you know, Milos Forman, you know, always, always interesting people and creative people who understood this. And um, it was extremely helpful to people. And then I, then I, you know, Merv Griffin said, "Oh, I've got a, you know, I've got a friend that runs, you know, Harker Brace. You know, you have to do this. Explain your tennis method. And I'll get it published." <laughs> you know? that, yeah, that, that went into the first book. Yeah. So, you know,
0: I, I, I I love did. it. You know, I'm listening to you, and I'm listening to the names and and. People and you know all these things, but the the one thing I wanted to ask you about that is you know networking. Can we talk about that from like a business standpoint? Because it sounds like you oh, yeah. are just I know this from just talking to you, but I, I convey this over the radio for me. You know how important it is to to take care of each other.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kind.
0: I oh, just believe in being kind yeah. to all you encounter.
1: <laughs> stuff oh my out there. gosh, yes, yes, I never stop uh anybody's got a anything that I try to pass it on to the right person, any information, anything they need, you know, and um I've always felt that if I could just get in front of a person and explain what I do, you know that they would understand it if I could just talk in person and um then a share you know a lot of people get sidelined. I had the good fortune of of this tennis background, which made me uh, an ac- somewhat an accomplished person at a young age. And that opened an enormous amount of doors, you know, and um, uh, you meet people, you keep going. But there are a lot of people that don't have the, that opportunity, and they still have to make an effort. It's very important to make an effort to reach out and to help anyone you can, of course. Um, yeah. You know, and, I, have, and- I have a... Go ahead. Nope. <laughs> it's your show, you go ahead. <laughs> I told them I was going to do I was, was, was going to say, you know, uh, for instance, um, uh, there's a. Um, my, my husband was in the hospital, we were in uh San Diego area, and he had a nurse, and the nurse said, you know, my, my father, oh, uh, you know, my husband said, I'll oh, bring a couple of books and show her. And so I did. And she said, oh, you have to meet my father. My father is the. Mayor of Anaheim, California. I said, Oh, great, yeah. He ran on a platform of kindness and he won. Can you imagine that? A platform of kindness and he won. So I had the good good, good (laughs) fortune of meeting him. There was a very slim possibility of getting in on a certain appointment time and this and that and they they all decided that I would get it instead of somebody else would get that time so anyway I met this man he was wonderful and um, so anyway I wrote a book for them called The Monkeys Who Tried Kindness you know and uh, just as cute as it can be and that was about all these monkeys that were going you know kind of mean to each other and this and that and they wouldn't they wouldn't clean each other. They wouldn't share anything, all these things. And then what happens? And they were all finally standing there trying to figure out why they were all sad and unhappy. And and this little monkey yells from the back. He says, try kindness, try kindness. And so they, well, heck, why not try kindness? And it changed the whole, the way these monkeys lived. And they just lived happily ever after, of course. But um, yeah. anyway, so.
0: Well, a lot of your books have those social and emotional issues and kindness as a theme i I yes. notice that um i one of my favorites is the official mermaid Handbook
1: Oh do you want to talk about that one, <laughs> that one? I, Yes, I love that book i mean it's it's a fantastic book the kind of information that it passes on to children one, two, three, four of the you know ten. Ten Requirements for Greatness. Yeah, why not have every child be great and treat every child as if that child can be great. Great at something. Great at being just being a person, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's a wonderful book. Yeah, and the drawings are adorable. Yeah. yeah. yeah I I, um,
0: <laughs> sometimes, uh, well, so just putting my mom-of-four-boys hat on – that book is probably hard to say, hey, gather around four boys ages two, four, six, and eight, and let me read you the official mermaid yes. handbook. Maybe, maybe not. But that have you ever thought of making that one, or do you have one that is specifically for boys with those ten requirements for greatness?
1: I could. I could, for sure. I would love that. Um, yeah. Um, I had a, a really popular book called, um, let's see, the – uh mermaid, you know, the um Princess in my teacup. Mm-hmm. The Princess in My Teacup has a lot of the same um uh, values that it's pointing up and uh, different things. It's just just a just a charming book. And a teacher friend of mine said, I really want this book with a boy with for boys. Yeah. And um so I said, "Do you want like a superhero?" No, no, not a superhero. And mm-hmm. I it she said, "Make it a prince, a prince, in, a prince. It, it's got to be a prince." She's um, the princess in my teacup. Make it a prince. So I did one for her called "The Prince in My Lemonade," and again it I was that it. thing about caring and sharing and doing good things and helping. And uh, so I have that book which has those. Those same um, elements, I of them. Yeah. But the Fish, Fish mermaid book is great. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, I love them. Which one it's, is it? Positive, Positive Pete. Did you ever Pete. see Positive Pete? Oh my god! I did. He's so cute. See, <laughs> <laughs> a little kid with you know freckles, to ears, um, you know red hair. Uh, wears glasses. You know, I'm perfect," says Pete as he looked in the mirror. It, he cleared his glasses to make sure they were clear. He cleaned his glasses to make sure they were here. Yep, I'm as perfect as I can be. Nothing can upset me. No, no, not me. So then he goes through a series of situations where each time he looks at that situation and turns it, anyone would think it was a disaster, and he turns it around. So, you know. Um, no. No.
0: In, in our ga-
1: in our galleries, we had a lot of um, what we would call gift art little pieces of art, small pieces of art with a little inspirational thought. And people would come in and go through these baskets and look at these things. And sometimes, you know, they would buy, you know, I sold a lot of that gift art pieces, but sometimes they wouldn't have one exactly that they wanted something and I would write one for them. But um, uh, the the positive thoughts were so important in these. And um, one of the best ones was, um uh attitude is everything pick a good one <laughs> we sold a ton yeah. of that little piece you know then that's what it is attitude is everything life is about an attitude point of view and um, hmm. if you don't like yeah. the way things are change your attitude about it uh, and then I notice that when you go-
0: I googled you and there were all these different pieces of art and so forth do you still have um is are, is that aspect of you something people can still buy the artwork and the little uh, i saw christmas yeah, ornaments I, and all sorts of neat things
1: yeah um, christmas ornaments you certainly don't have and i have no um uh, storage or any way okay. to send stuff out i kept some gift art pieces that were done some of the the better thoughts, maybe, or the ones that seem most popular. I have them on my website through an Etsy store, and then um, a few, a few more on Fine Art America. So it's all on my website. Those things, and sometimes people will contact me and they'll say, "Do you still have this thought?" And so I say, "Okay, just a minute," and then I'll, I'll recreate it and then put it up on um, either Etsy or. Um, something like that, so that they can they can order it, and get that particular slot again that they liked so much. So, but I have to everybody. This book. I just yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no,
0: I no, it's a very it's very interesting, and um, we have a question actually um, from somebody who wants to talk to you about self publishing, and um, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work to self publish and have the the quality that you have. Um, Do you want to tell us some tips for (laughs) self-publishing or not?
1: Yeah, these are the books that I have are all self-published. In other words, they go through the Amazon process and they come out and the the colors are great. I'm really happy with them. Um, It's pricey for if you're trying to supply like a Head Start program or a kindergarten or, you know, an elementary school with a bunch of books. It's, it's kind of pricey that way. But other than that, um, the books have come out really nicely. Um, as far as, um, uh, you know, anyone doing that, it's a, certainly a good way to start. And it also gives one an, an opportunity to have a samples of your book if you're going to a publisher after that. So at the moment I'm looking for someone to take – this mass, you know, there are over a hundred books in my line, and to kind of really get these books out there much further than they are, because Amazon will not advertise for you. Um, there's no promotion through Amazon, so um, the books are there, and unless I'm a uh, a keen pu- uh, marketer, <laughs> I won't get yeah. them as far out as I want them to be. So
2: if you can do your own marketing, it's a great thing. Yeah. Yep.
1: I've I've, um,
0: self-published and published now, traditionally published. Yes.
1: And I, I,
0: I agree with you though. I think the hardest thing about publishing a book is getting it in people's hands through distribution methods. If you self-publish it's there, it's on Amazon, people can buy it on Amazon or whatever, but it's really difficult to get a self-published book um into a a bookstore like people are traditionally used to thinking but one of the things that I love that you did um is that your ebooks are very easy to obtain.
1: Yes. Yes, I I most of my books most of my books I started uh with ebooks and and I put them I went to an additional step or two in time and effort to make them really nicely designed so that they would fit. And um, so that process I, I did. So most of my books are in an e-book form. So someone could buy a book for $3, you know. And yeah. um, But the other books are um, the soft cover books have become more popular than the e-books now. So it's kind of cycling around. Um, they, <laughs> it changes, they, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> As, as far as putting a, a self-published book in a in a bookstore, I haven't really bothered doing something like that because the margins are not there to make it worth the effort, you know, to running around doing this and that. but um,
0: yeah I if agree. that's
1: not a fact. So self-publishing is a great avenue to start with. Yeah. So, yeah. what's your What's your personal favorite book that you've written? Oh uh-huh. gosh,
0: that's really hard. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: that that's that's really hard. A what mean question. Sorry. <laughs> <I have. laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone was looking at the um, the line, and and uh, again that same thing came up, and it's it's uh, I can't. They're all my children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't pick a favorite, and even even the latest book, um, the last book. I never thought I would ever illustrate this book, and I read it to some friends who were here for the holidays. And they said, Oh, you have to illustrate that book. It's so funny. And it is a very funny book, Watching Watches. Um, But it's hard to say what it's about, but it is a very funny book. Um, Great book. uh, So, Watching Watches. And it was. Watching Watches. It
0: was free on Amazon, right? Was that was that a free Kindle download for a day
1: or two, or is it still free, or uh, I, saw I don't it. think I, I don't think it, No, I don't think I put it up as a free download yet. What? Um, oh, okay. oh, I have to go back and I have to go back and make sure I've got it in an ebook form. And then there might have been. There might have been. I might have put it up one it day. day. I'm Not sure. Yeah. I'll have to look. Yeah, uh, but
0: Watching well, um, Watches watch um, is really cute. Did you see it? Well, if you saw it, I did. I read then, it and everything. Yeah, I love it. And the other one I love is yeah. um, it's so cute. This one, I this one just is something I wish every child would have at a very young age. No smoking, no drinking, no drugs. I love making oh, good choices. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I love that one.
1: Yeah, that's a fabulous book, and I included now in that the words vaping into that. Mm-hmm. In a book that was uh, an, um, an, uh, in a dream was given to me what drugs really are and how they how it affects children or young people. And it had a child that was quite young and, it, and the child saw this big uh, spider web, this huge spider web with this beautiful spider in the middle that was all made of jewels and stuff. Just so enticing. And the child ran from its mother and ran in toward the spider in the web, and the child was caught. And that's, that's the, that was the message from the dream. Uh, once, mm-hmm. once you're in drug situation, you're caught, and it's very difficult to get out. So this, this book is for very young children, you know, five, six, seven, like that. And it's, it, has a, it has a character called Mr. Consequences, It's a little mouse, and he shows up when a child's about to get into trouble. And he um, uh, talks to him um, and explains what consequences are. When you make a choice, um, there are consequences. So I'm here to help you make good choices. Drinking, smoking, taking drugs, vaping are not good choices. And then he shows through a little piece of cheese with holes in it, you look through the holes and you see these characters uh, that were on the street and they were they look very unhappy and not so, not so healthy. So it, it, um, anyway, it's a good message without being too harsh, but it's planting the seed. The whole thing with the children of the ages that I work with, you know, that I write for, is that you can plant such good ideas and such good um, values and the structure habits, when they're very young, when they're very malleable, and um, you know, planting this seed early, um, even if the child doesn't pick it up on a conscious level, can certainly uh, it will go into the subconscious and be there, and be a, be a reminder when those choices, when they have that option, because they're going to be, kids are going to have all sorts of things presented to them, And they have to be able to make good choices. And they have to know that their health and therefore their happiness rely on their making good choices. So Hmm. it's a fabulous book. And I've been trying to get it to somebody who could get it to the people who who are running the whole drug thing, you know, the anti-drug, anti-whatever it is. Uh, But I don't have any avenues there yet. I say yet because I'm still hopeful that Someone will see this book and say this needs to be given to all elementary school children. You know, well,
0: one of the one of the ways um, we were talking about self publishing and just publishing books. And I know people are listening to the show for a variety of reasons. And I'm hoping I hope yes. this answers about ten questions at once because I we've got a lot of questions about marketing. Um, Self published books, which is really common, and that speaks to the distribution models and everything that we've been talking about, so forth. But somebody's asking us both, since we both have self published books yeah. um, in our repertoire of books, um, if Facebook ads work. And I would tell you Facebook ads do work. Um, oh, be really careful. I'm glad to know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, for people listening. The ads in social media, whether they're LinkedIn or Facebook, um, I've never done Twitter ads or anything like that. But when my book from Hay House came out, no, that's not a self-published one. That's a traditionally published one. um, I did run some ads on Facebook, so I'm pretty familiar with the process. And I also ran some ads for my fan page on Facebook just to try and bring those numbers up because I'm, my, my next point is going to be a lot of people are like, well, why can't I be uh, traditionally published? And a lot of publishers these days will tell you um, about your platform. They'll ask you right off the bat, well, what's your platform? In other words, what's the amount of people that you're marketing to so that the books will sell? And so you get caught right. up in a little web of, <laughs> you know, your own little web of, of this or that. But um, one way to help yourself Either way, whether you want to sell enough books to be picked up traditionally or whether you're, you know, whatever kind of publishing you're doing, Facebook ads do work. And you can take a, uh, take a, you know, like Sally, you could take one of your covers here, whichever one, or, you know, you have a really nice um, graphic where you have a lot of different books too. Um, yes. But you could maybe try it with one and just put a Facebook ad out there and gear it toward moms or whatever it is, schools. And that might be um, a way. And then the other, I love Goodreads also. Are you on Goodreads, Sally, for people to follow? I'm hoping I'm answering I mean, all your questions, you know, everybody. <laughs>
1: good. Else, so if you're yeah, on Goodreads. I'm, I'm on Goodreads, but I don't work it. I don't know how it works. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm useless in that area as far as knowing what to do. Um, yeah. But I think well, you're right in knowing. Um, I did some ads on Amazon. Um, we we did it for quite a while. We took um, and did these little things where you buy and it's so much every click, so much money and all that kind of stuff. And what we found yeah. was that we just it was just about a break even. Certainly, we sold a lot more books, but uh, we paid what we paid to get those books just um, kind of uh, yeah you know what creates awareness,
0: but maybe so, not money in your pocket. Yeah, for sure. And you know, Goodreads has a nice giveaway too. Um, You can do giveaways on Goodreads that are reasonable. It's I think like a hundred bucks or so to run a giveaway for like Uh a month. And I've had really great success with Percolate with that. Um, And I sold Uh enough Pinky Doodle Bugs to get that picked up traditionally as well by Waldorf Publishing. So I'm pretty happy about that. But um, Goodreads is pretty interesting because it allows you as an author to have your own page on Goodreads yeah. and um, so you yeah. have an author page and then it connects with you Sally you'd have well, <laughs> I think all your books are up there I did look and it, it's kind of like Facebook only it's just for a book community so it works just like Facebook okay. only um, so you can add friends and they can follow but in addition to following you they can rate your books they can leave reviews and then um, sure. Yeah. And they have reading contests. I mean, all sorts of cool stuff. It's just like a book community, but it also does communicate yeah. somehow back with Amazon also I so see. It's like Amazon, uh-huh. I think Amazon might own it or something. I don't know. I'm kind of talking out loud there and I'm not real positive, but I think they're connected somehow. So, um, I see. so for all, yeah, I knew we would get questions about publishing cause you have so many books. Um, how do you – here's another one. I'm just going to go through the questions here. How do you come up with um, your illustrations? That's a that's a really long question, but maybe you could attempt how, to how answer that for the caller. <laughs>
1: how do I come up with the illustrations? Is that what you're – the question? Yeah, somebody um, asked that. Yep. It's a broad question, but uh, maybe well, to narrow it. First of all, yeah. the convenient thing is that I do the illustrations. That's nice. Um, uh, so I'm not having to communicate anything, but I'm also, because I, I worked in educational films and I worked with different kinds of things at UCLA and here and there. And, um, then I worked in film too. Um, I see things, I see the story visually to begin with. So as I write the story, once I've written the story, then I break it down into the illustrations, um, you know, this needs an illustration, this needs an illustration, that sort of thing. And so then I go through it and just start uh, doing it. And then it always changes a little bit as I'm working. But um, I, see it, I see it as a film. So they're little, each page is a, kind of another little step on the way. And I also do uh, one of the things I do, which is make, do close-ups, do shots, this, you know, as if it were a, a film shooting you know so I look at it this way and then I look at it sideways and then I look at it the way I can actually illustrate it because I'm not fabulous at doing certain kinds of things as far as illustrating so that's how I yeah. feel about it yeah. love it um I don't
0: I don't know if Joe is on the line I don't know if he wants to ask a question or not do you want can I open the line up and just ask him if he wanted to talk with you and ask a question I think let me just see Gonna, Joe, did you want to ask Sally a question or a chat with Sally? I have your microphone live. I didn't know if you wanted to just yes, listen.
2: Sally. Sally, how are you doing? Yep.
1: Hi, Joe. <laughs> Go ahead. <clears throat>
2: yeah, I, I was. I was just. Uh, I see that you moved to Colorado. How are you? How are you enjoying that? Or are you still getting to play tennis as much up there?
1: No, I'm not able to play as much tennis here. Um, it's Cold. <laughs> it's very cold <laughs> in Colorado, <laughs> as opposed to California, where my blood seems to have stayed. Um, uh, I uh, play some, <laughs> some some good tennis, and but you have to play indoors in the uh, uh, you know in the winter time. And our son, fortunately, is uh, is a teaching pro at Garden of the Gods Resort, a really fine resort. So I can go over there and hit some with him. Whenever I feel the need to get back on the court, so yeah, that's,
2: that's what I do. I, yeah. That's great. I know yeah. I, I know when we had talked and met in La Jolla, you were you were doing a lot there at the La Jolla Club, and uh, I think we we were going to yeah. schedule to go over there, and then you had some foot problems. So sometime I still would be a lot of fun to uh, to play a little bit sometime. So.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes, was, yes. Yeah. I played it here was. at La Jolla Beach and Tennis Club yeah yeah
2: yeah, those, yeah
1: those, was, uh... into sports and teaching and working with um young people and that sort of thing but um i'll tell you yeah. i'll tell you an interesting thing that that um I learned uh, through a friend of mine um that I think is uh you know as far as uh, um developing a champion a champion's mentality and all of that um Long ago, there was a very wise person who lived in Italy named Toddy. And Toddy spoke, um, I think, 14 languages and taught at the university when he was 19. He was really a a spiritual, marked person, you know, a very highly evolved person, let's say. Anyway, uh, Toddy used to get the scientists together in Rome. And they would go and they'd study. They were out of the Vatican. They studied. And they studied. They decided to study soil, the, the um, ingredients in soil and how soil acted. So they had a box of soil, and he had all these scientists, and everybody studied it from their point of view. And they found that soil was chaotic. All the energies in soil were chaotic until a seed was planted. Once a seed is planted then all the energies align themselves to make that seed come to fruition so that's what my father did for me is that he planted the seed of a champion now that can happen to anybody anybody that's a child can plant that idea of a, of being a champion in other words to be the best you can be and not just uh, so so then then everything comes together and there's a focus to make that person uh make that happen uh, not that they necessarily win great championships or anything else, but they can be, become the best that they can be. So I thought that was a wonderful thing, a wonderful idea. Um, as I'm sure that I Joe is working, working with what, young people, just planting the idea because it may not occur to a child that they could be great, that they could be great at anything. But why not make them great? I just love you know, that idea. That
0: is so interesting because a lot of times kids come across people who tell them they can't. And very often it's adults and they get naysayered around and all that good stuff. Oh, why would you do that? You can't do that. You know, that kind of thing. That is such an interesting spin to, it's the way I believe to, you know, if, if, if you see somebody and they even have a hint of anything, gosh, surround that person with love and grace and everything and help them foster that gift. But a lot
1: of people
2: don't yes. do that. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's so true, and that's one of the things, Sally. I know when the first time we in your gallery there, that was just, you know, I remember uh, just so colorful and lightning in the sayings, and yeah. just just the, the 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 love that you were exuding in there, and, and just your compassion. You could see that, and that really, you know, was so refreshing because that's kind of the heart, you know, certain people have that and, and seeing that and then connecting, it was like just a, I remember a great day, like it just happened. And mm-hmm. that was a thing that we talked about was your, the, the the mentors and the coaches that you had was different than what I had growing up and, and playing, being a gifted, talented athlete. And, and, that, and then that, you know, goes to, to give the support because what you just said is there's so many out there and that's what I did on my radio show. What is the missing link? To advance in playing sports and it really is just a mentor that knows how to go down the path that you you are trying to go down and knows how to see your strengths and weaknesses and I think that and yeah. so much in the last 10 years is really missing and there's so many that are that are getting told or not been allowed to play or develop or being given yeah. false hope that is really uh, crushing a lot of spirits and souls.
0: It's cool yeah. that you had that, yeah. Sally. Your dad, your parents, sound amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had great parents. That's for sure. You know, I did a book. Um, I did a book, show, I don't know if you ever saw this book. It's called How to Play Your. It's Eight Golden Rules for How to Play Your Best Tennis. And I'd done a book um, that Merv Griffin had, you know, gotten going for me with Harper Brace. And this, I transitioned it into this book. Uh, how to, uh, you know, eight golden rules for how to play your best tennis, and it's how to really play your best sport. It's any sport, and it has all the the things, and Mary Carrillo gave fabulous a uh, review of it and said it was like uh, Wooden's uh, Pyramid of, you know, greatness, or remember his his thing. Um, Dick Anberg mm-hmm. gave it a great review, uh, Billie Jean King as well. It's not just about tennis and it's It's about all that those things, and about also the appreciation you know, the appreciation yeah. the young person should have and instill that and it wasn't I didn't get that when I was young. I don't remember ever saying thank you to my father for all the efforts <laughs> and the funds you know but but to make a child aware at a young age, you know these people are going out of their way for you. be sure to thank them, be sure to thank. Well we have we only have a
0: minute left. We did go forty five minutes. We probably could go about four hours. (laughs) We're gonna we're gonna cut off live for anybody listening live. We're gonna cut right off, but we're in record mode still. So I just wanna I do wanna be respectful of your time, Sally, not keep you, you know, on here for hours and hours. We're we're good with forty five minutes of your of your time, energy and and teachings and and talents oh my goodness gracious you are so talented and I did you know is there anything you know say we have five more minutes is there anything that we didn't talk about that you wanted to talk about I know we didn't really talk about your husband or um, Hallmark or anything like that do you want to bring that up before we close
1: well um, just that I had um, I I had at one point decided to get married after after being single for quite a while. I decided, well, I'll get married. But, uh, and, and I created a a little formula to do that. I did a book on it, um, how to get your soulmate. And, um, but it was about how, how to really work with the universe, as you say, or with God or with uh, the sun and to really focus down on what you exactly wanted. And I got exactly what I wanted. And he's, Still with me and still my greatest supporter and uh, just a wonderful person. And I'm always grateful for to Hallmark for caring enough to send the very best because he was head of advertising promotion for Hallmark Cards. So he could see my talent and could help direct me in many ways. So that was a lucky thing for sure. But I asked for him, and there he was. I uh-huh. so, love it. it All is. right.
0: Many blessings, yeah. thank you, Sally. Many for, for, yeah, thank you for being with us, Sally. It's amazing and Joe it's my pleasure. thank you it's my pleasure. sorry, we're choppy our audio got choppy here for a minute. Joe, thank you very much for connecting me with Sally so that we could bring Sally to the best ever you community. It's a very special moment and um, Sally, you're so talented, and um, I I notice your books are starting to be translated in different languages, and um, I just feel like it, it's even just a beginning for your books. <laughs> Again, they're gonna they're gonna yeah. take off even in more and more and more different directions. So I'm so excited for for all of that and to to watch what happens next. So it's it's really neat, and thank you for for allowing me to be a, just a tiny part of your life for. And knowing you. It's 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 really fun and I just love your energy and grace. Yeah,
2: thank I thank you I, so much. Elizabeth. You you you're welcome, Elizabeth. And Sally, i I uh it's just been you know, you were a, a big special time when I was putting together the Freedom Pro Baseball League and we had dinner and the stuff I saw and watched and your your amazing love and talent and then yeah. when, you know, I, Elizabeth and I connected and she's got a very similar heart and getting the best out of people. And, you know, when she started telling me that she was going to do children's books now, I said, well, you, you have to talk to Sally because <laughs> she's, she's like <laughs> I'm the, in the, the children's <laughs> book. I mean, I mean, that. so it, it's just a great time. As, as you said, you know, uh, Sally connect and network and it's great that you cool. two can connect. I I think you, you two can do some amazing things for the, the children in the world. Cause it's, it's definitely, a, and in my world of watching things through the, you know, use coming up, I have a soft spot and love to help a lot of them. And, and it really is yes, uh, takes a good heart like you two uh, ladies have. So I, I really, Yours uh, as well. great to be on and, and talk to you and, and uh, really enjoyed it. It was a great, great day. Always All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Your heart too. One of the best people I know right there. Thank you. Um, for sure. So, um, all right, Sally, thank you so much again. Um, I just want to make sure people go to your website, sallyhuss.com and your books are all on Amazon, but also on your website. And there's there's just so much to you. And, um, I keep being, wanted to tell you, I love that picture of you, by the way, I didn't tell you that there's a picture of you with, um, your elbows are kind of like on your books. Like there's a stack of books. I think we have it with the show. Such a great picture, just wanted to tell you that. (laughs) I I hope I have that many books one day to be able to put my elbows on books and take a picture like that. (laughs) It's epic. Um, all right, Sally, thank you, thank you, thank you, Joe. Thank you, You thank Uh, you. All right, everybody, take care. We start out the new year with Sally Huss, what a moment! And Joe Spurley, we just lovely people, and um. And just a, a great way to start the new year. So thank you all for being with us. Um, as you know, when we bring on guests, the Best Ever You show is not funded. It is There's no advertising dollars or anything like that behind this show. It's me in my office here in Maine. And um, we've got millions of downloads. We're so excited about it. But that's all you guys, and that's you guys embracing our guests. That's you guys going to the website, buying the books, sharing the show, telling somebody about Sally, telling somebody about Best Ever You, and we are just spreading through grassroots word-of-mouth format. So I thank you for that. And, um, Sally, once again, thank you for being with me. And um, everybody take care and have a great Best Ever You kind of day. Thank you all so much, Sally. Thank you. Happy New Year. Thank
1: you. Bye-bye now. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening
0: to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. Confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You.
2: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.